Ladies and gentlemen, before we start this episode, Will and I from HCS Pro Talk would like to send our deepest condolences to Taylor Spot Me Please Robertson and Eli Trueboy Clayton, whose lives were taken along with those injured at the Madden 19 tournament in Jacksonville, Florida this past weekend. For the full news story up to this point in time, we will include a link to the most recent Philip DeFranco show, where him and his team of researchers explain the full story so far. And now, for your regularly scheduled episode of HCS Pro Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. This is episode 35 for the week of August 28th, 2018. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire. And this week I'm joined by the one and only, the one dressed in business cash, Will, a.k.a. Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you today? Doing pretty good. How are you? Oh, today was a great day. Yeah, what made it so great? Well, the cyberpunk gameplay demo, the 48-minute one that was shown off behind closed doors at E3, has officially been shown off to everybody else, and it looks incredible, and a little piece of news that's coming down the line. Okay. Did um did the cyberpunk gameplay look yeah. as good as what they showed at E3? Yeah. It did? Yeah. Okay. Like, it's it looks stupid good. I, I, there's, I, can't. <laughs> it looks so good. You have no idea. Well, Josh is obviously excited for some cyberpunk. Yeah. As, <laughs> as everybody else should be as well. We'll include it. I, I didn't put it in the show notes, but I'll add it to the show notes. I'll, I'll include the YouTube video. You can definitely check it out. Okay. 100%. So, well. Yeah. What do we always start the show off with? Media. If you don't know by now. We always start with some roster mania. Also, Will, if you could do me a favor. What's that? So I totally just interrupted you. It's like old school. Remember when I used to do that all the time yeah. in other episodes? Yeah, I'm just bringing it back. It's nostalgia wave. That's what I'm going to call this. If you could please give me the timestamps that you write down on your sheet, because we've had a request to include the timestamps in the show notes as to when things happen, like when each segment happens. Okay. So if you can give those to me or, or put them in the show notes, I can add them. To when we publish the episode, and then you guys will be happy. See, I knew I knew this was going to be coming at some point, and I was going to recommend it to you. But yeah, well, see, we I'll just start. have to wait for everybody else to recommend right. it, right? Because because honestly, guys, that makes more work for me, and I was trying to limit that, but that's all right. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. I have to. Um, so when I ha- when I edit, I obviously have to change what the time is uh, that I have written down. Yeah. Because things shift and whatnot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I can get those to you. Awesome. And then the other thing I'm going to say before you actually start this segment, and I apologize again, is that everybody should strap the fuck in because this episode is going to be a long one. Oh, great. Yeah. Just get pumped. Okay. Go ahead. So here we go. For those who don't know already, Rostermania is where we uh, review the rosters we found throughout the week. From last week's uh, either game battles or pro battle league, whatever. We uh, will give you the region, the team name, and the members. So here we go. Like Josh said, strap in because we got a lot to talk about today. We do. So voila, here we go. Coming out of the LATAM region, we have Mini Magics, which is Noble, Skylar, Magic Buttons, and Atso. 
We have CL Esports, which is Bullet, Desecrates, BMX Carlo Gambino, and Legolas. I'm going to go with Legolas with a Z. Next, we have New Team, which you is... You just watched the Lord of the Rings movies. I did. Is that how you pronounce his name? Legolas. Okay. Then, yeah. yeah, we'll go with that. I mean, that's not how you would type it. Sure. But I think, yeah, why not? Okay, back to New Team. We have Method, Vistral, Proxies, and Member. Oh, for those who also don't know... Rostermania is also where I butcher names. So it's amazing. It's going to happen. There um, is a team later on down this list, and I shit you not. Like, I, There's always usually one team that kind of throws a wrench in the whole thing. And I believe there is a team here where every person on the team, you're going to have a hell of a time pronouncing. I look forward to it. Go ahead. So next we have Double X, which is Angsuka, Lil Saiyan, Lofty, and Dadara. Next we have Tactical V2, which is My Name, Carp. RDE Space and Murder. Then we have Nexus New Roster, which is Lord, Plankart, Endels, and Dybala. Then we have Express, which is Expressive Ninja. Excessive Ninja. Besides, I, I, uh, I know. I know. I was going to the same so thing. Bad. It threw me off so bad. So Excessive Ninja, Lila, Irol, and Kincaid. Next, we have Assassins of Gods. Kincaid? K-A-N-A-D. Kincaid? <laughs> Sorry. My bad. I threw an extra C in there. I What's love up? so much. Next, we have Assassins of God, which is Cabo, Tola, Lalo, Saul Hudson, and Loki. That one I can get. It's an easy one. And that's it for LATAM. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> Next, we have the Australia-New Zealand region. First team here is Esto, which is Reaver, Killswitch, Venom, and Inferno. Next, we have T.S. Dub, which is Young Wilcox, Jim Bob, Monza, and Bald. Next, we have Yes Daddy, which is Death, Square, Ogram, and Aleo. Then we have Colt, Mafoka. I think I know what they were trying to do there. Um, next, we have Atso Q, Matron, Killer Dad, and Jingle. Moving on to the EU region, we have We Vicious, which is Censure, Desire, Outcast, and Dead Eye Fred. Next, we have Neil the Doctor, which is Alexir, Ninja, The Warrior O'Neill, and Rudimentary. Oh, and that's it for EU. And then out of North America. The big one. Lux Gaming is back. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the show notes it says, is fucking back. Yeah, that's just because you like to swear. Valid, damn it, valid point. Okay. (laughs) Next we have Six Story, Boom, Valkyrie, and Rhino coming back on the Lux Gaming squad. Welcome back. It was only a matter of time. I'm glad to see him. I am too. Especially in regards to the topic that we're going to be talking about on the show today. Okay little teaser there coming up next we have some pro battle league rosters um looks like we need some information from the st louis sentinels and the columbus origin still the plan is to have their matches um from this last week we weren't able to get the information from them so i believe the vods will be uploaded this week in which case i'll gather that information and include the rosters next week got it 
What we do have rosters for, Nashville Outlaws, this uh, team includes Gold Star BR, which was a pretty good, uh, he was... FFA. FFA player, yeah. Yep. Um, we have Vetra Josu, jo- Josu, Boba Fett, Dream, and Rival. We have the Kansas City Lightning. It's Bobetta Feta. Bobetta Feta. Good job <laughs> to me. That was great. <laughs> I just, I try, I'm skimming. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. No, this is the best. This is the best. Hearing you screw up names is the best thing. It's like a highlight of my day. I, I'm glad you enjoy it. I don't mean it in a cynical fashion, okay? Because I screw up the names too. But the best part is, is that I don't have to read them. I understand. You feel me? I understand. All right. Back to the Kansas City Lightning here. We have Bunnies, Waddles. Vulcan, H-Click, I don't know, and then Pope Bum. I don't know is not a player name, by the way. It's just, I don't know how to say that name. All right, moving on to the Austin Royals, we have Rami, Munas, Galaxy, and Snow Ninja. Next, we have the Dallas Stampede, which is, in reality, Mist Ninjutsu, Dynamics, Just Improve, Spinks, Jinx, Article, and Bone. Coming out of the Orlando Force team, we have Swish, Daily, Common, and Piles. On the New York Titans, we have Denoxide, Eccentric, Rob the Turtle, and Obnoxious. On Toronto Sabres, we have Courages, Primacy, Stress, and X-Man. On the San Jose Edge, we have Dark Scorch, LD50, Negative, and Peanut Butter. It's a good name. Peanut Butter? Yeah. It's a good name. Someone should have been Jelly on that team. I mean, come on. How good would have that been? Um, Do you see what you did there with the pun? Yeah. Jelly? Isn't Jealous? Never mind. Fuck it. All right. On the Philadelphia Forge, we have Jesse Sow. Sial, Slinky, Sorel, and Super CC. On the Denver Rangers, some names you may recognize. There have been some other names that people should be recognizing yes, as I, well. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But the big, I think the big ones from this week. Sure. Denver Rangers consists of Kratos, Nated, Not a Monk, and Suspector. Sus- yeah, Suspector. I said yep, that right. You did. I got nervous. I was going to mess up the name I knew. Josh is instilling this. <laughs> Worrisome. I'm, in, I'm in his head, guys. Yeah. I'm in his head. God dang it. All right. On to the Houston Vipers. We have Claytron, Mahler, Needs, Minx, and Titan. On the DMV Knights, we have Agent, Menke, Jax, Rhino, and Cortex. On the Minnesota Predators, we have Floppy. 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 It could go either way. It's Floppy. It's Floppy. All right. Like a floppy desk. Sure. If Shout out to those who know what a floppy desk is. <laughs> Her side, guys back, Mkoski88, and Veronica. On the Anaheim Pirates, we have Straight Sick, Too Sick, Commonly, and Steady Might. And on the Alberta Bears, we have Haloette, Silos the Villain, Chilled, and Zy7. Yeah. I made it through Roster Mania, guys. <laughs> Not well, but I made it. It's okay. We did it together. 
Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, yeah, I, I, laugh- said, I said the names and you laughed. Yeah, that's we did it together. <laughs> Great. I'm here for emotional encouragement. Thanks. No problem. I'm here for you. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for Ross Romania. But you know what? That's not going to do it for Will's Adventures Within the Okay. Will gave yeah. me the head nod as in fucking stop doing that, please. <laughs> My God. Will. Yeah. What Halo did you play? Um, well, I didn't play. I, I kind of played Halo. I didn't play any console Halo. So nothing, nothing new. What do you mean? Well, we, uh, we made a little trip. To where? To uh, Dave and Buster's. To play what? We finally sat down at Halo Fireteam Raven. We did indeed. Yes. It was myself, you, Dom, a.k.a. Day, AKA, Day, AKA Intimidator363, and Trevor, listener of the show. Love you, Trevor. Thank you for coming out. Appreciate yeah. you, man. He lives in all- Minnesota. So yeah, that was awesome. It was great. Um, you actually, you finally had the opportunity to meet him as well. Yeah. You had met him before. At Worlds. At Worlds. Yeah. Yes. Great individual. He seemed like he had some fun. We have some information. Yeah. So I reached out to Dom and Trevor and asked her what their thoughts were on the Halo Fire Team Raven experience. For those who don't know, it's at all Dave and Buster's locations in the United States. It's in the process of going to worldwide. And there are six missions. We played through all of them. And I'd say it was roughly around the price of what they thought it was, which is probably like 30 to 35 bucks total. Every person combined. Yeah, I think it was a little more than that, to be honest. You sure? I think I, because I spent 30 on my amount of chips. I spent 23. I used, I used over, I used about half. Really? Because I thought I used about half. I died more than you did. I don't think you did. I think we all died like once permission is what it felt like. Okay. I would say it's in like... So the, were you say like 40? I would say it's in like the 10 to $15 range per person. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So we'll say 40 to 50. For a full team of four. Yeah. If you're competent. Yes. Right. That's another thing. There are... Fuck. I just hit the goddamn mic again. Um, For what it's worth. Right. Mm-hmm. If you are competent, you'll get through it no problem. Like, we we realistically got through it no problem. Yeah. There are instances where it's hard not to die. Yeah, there's um some, like, I almost want, I almost want to call them, like, surprise attacks. Because you sure. come over a ridge, and, like, an elite's already shooting at yeah. you, like, pre-firing as you come over the ridge. There's no way you can stop that. Exactly. You're going to take damage throughout this. Yep. If, if you game. come through a mission unscathed, then you're a lot better than we are. I'll just say that. Um, one thing before we get into the actual impressions here, all four of us won at least one round. Yep. One at least like was the winner of one mission, which is pretty cool. Um, I thought I was not going to win one and the one that I did win, my score was worse than all three of you. So that was still pretty fucking cool on my part. I think it goes solely off of kills. Uh, I, yeah, so, I did have the most kills that mission. So, yeah, yeah. you could have been killing grunts the whole time. Getting nah, like a more nah, kills nah, 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 nah. We were, Let's not go yeah. there. Let's not go there, all right? Josh so, picked off the easy enemies to get his win. This is so definitely just, not what the case is. Actually, I saw Dom whipping his. So, it was, uh, to give people a visual representation, there are four seats. Yep. Okay? From left to right, here's what it was. It was Will, myself, Trevor, and Dom. 
Dom is at the far right. Will is at the far left. Okay. When you're looking at the screens. Mm -hmm. I saw Dom multiple times come over to our side and was trying to pick off enemies on our side. All right. So I see you, Dom. Yeah. You just got called out. I respect the teamwork. Yeah. But still, I see you trying to pad your stats. I respect it. Um, Okay. Let's get into this. This is what Trevor thought. And I quote, first of all, had a lot of fun. I enjoyed the action nonstop, the visuals and the moments with Master Chief. I wish the music was a little louder or there was a way to drown out the exterior noise. Gameplay gameplay wise, my gun and reticle were very unsynced. Felt way behind. Not sure if anyone else had the same problem. Also, uh, sometimes hard to tell which character is attacking you, especially with Banshees. The turrets and rocket parts are my favorite. Reloading wasn't that fun or intuitive in my opinion. It was good length and not terribly expensive, though I haven't played an arcade game in a long time. I enjoyed it overall, just a few issues, but a lot of fun overall. Too bad the link to Waypoint account didn't work. So we'll just hit on this because Dom hits on as well in his thoughts. Um, You should be able to get a QR code for your Halo Waypoint account, and you should be able to scan it on the arcade cabinet, Mm -hmm. and your stats get tracked for the game. We weren't able to get it to work. Um, It looks like the lasers weren't actually on, so we just couldn't get it to go. So unfortunately, our stats are not saved to our accounts, but whatever. It was still fun. Um, Here's what Dom thought. And I quote, I wish the QR code reader would have worked to track stats and wish the sound was a bit better as I couldn't hear the dialogue much. Could have been due to being in Dave and Buster's, but I haven't had the issue playing something like Time Crisis. Time Crisis isn't even in a capsule either. Speaking of odd things, why they chose purple as a character color is beyond me. It was hard to spot my reticle at times when you're fighting the purple covenant. Minor complaint, but still an odd choice considering all the colors they could have, excuse me, they could have chose. Gameplay-wise, the, the plasma pistol section of the game was puzzling. Nobody wants to, nor enjoys maining that gun, and it's not really a gun meant for arcade shooters. I only use it to be a D-bag online for easy kills, and even then, I got a BR to use to get the kill. Otherwise, I used it in Halo 2 Legendary campaign a lot. I was fine with the rest of the guns in all honesty. Game got repetitive and dull, I'd say, between the third and fourth mission. Yes, it's a rail shooter, but that's why you put in some good boss battles. This game's big boss battles were big hunters, big flood, and a scarab at the end. Meh, meh, and yay. At the yay part, I've done many times in the other Halo games. I mean, I have a rocket launcher with unlimited ammo and a shotgun that shoots like the Spaz-12. Couldn't we come up with something cooler things to fight to? <laughs> I love you, Dom. Uh, weapons were great aside from the plasma pistol. Rocket launcher made me feel like a badass. Shotgun was great. And then that turreted grenade launcher thing at the end was awesome too. Grenades didn't really feel like grenades though. They felt more like a grenade launcher. I say that as it didn't really arc at all and they threw out very quickly as if it shot from a grenade launcher. Master Chief should have learned from Raven team on how to throw a grenade. Oh, and the grunts were way too spongy. Those were Dom slots. And I agree. Yeah. 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 I mean... I kind of agree with everything. The sound wasn't that great. Yep. And that could have been to the fact we were in a Dave and Buster's with kids playing other games nearby us. True. Um, there was a kid's birthday party going on. Yeah. Actually, two of them. So, yeah, there were little kids running around. And then, um, yeah, I could say it got a little repetitive and dull around that fourth mission for me as well. Sure. Because it, it was... As you progress through the levels, you pick up different weapons and it kind of was the same thing every level yeah of what you'd get for weapons the scenery in the background would basically just change yeah um i definitely agree that i'd like bigger boss battles Mm -hmm. something that that maybe took even more teamwork than what we had sure um but yeah i i 
it was I had fun with it. I did enjoy it. I did too. I had a lot of fun. And I'm not See, just saying that being a Halo fan. It's like it yeah. was genuinely fun. Yeah. And I think re- the 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 parts where Chief came in yeah. and you saw him, that, that was just like, oh, there he is. It's awesome. It is fucking it's awesome. Sweet. The oh. music in the fifth and final mission was really, really good too. Amped up really quickly as yeah. well. Yep. Just felt cool. Yeah. I wish there was kind of something just bigger to fight though. Yeah. Something different maybe. I, I mean, it's take- hard to throw something different. Than what we fought in there. Yeah, but. it took place during the events of Halo 1. Mm-hmm. And there weren't really a lot of boss things taking place during Halo 1. That was really Halo 2 and 3. Yeah. But, no, I think the scarab at the end was cool. And I liked how you got to fly around it multiple times to shoot different enemies on it and whatnot. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, I thought the environments were really awesome as well. You had a lot of different areas to fight in. So... Your favorite mission on Halo 3. The Covenant. The Covenant. Yep. And it was because it changed verticality so much. This had a lot of that in yep. it. So it changed I'm, verticality and it changed environment zones as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you'd be on, you'd start off on the ground yep. for most missions. And then, yeah, you would uh, go up in a, um, what's the name of Pelican? the? Pelican. Pelican, yeah. Yep. Or you could uh, be on the Warthog. Yeah, Warthog so, turret. Warthog turret. Shade turret. So yep, shade turret. There was a lot of verticality in these missions which i enjoyed that a lot yeah a lot of different scenery too exactly while it did get repetitive because it was the same thing every mission almost it was cool that they had that in the missions exactly and then um like dom and trevor said as well infinite ammo rocket launcher oh yes please that was great and without reloading either right and infinite ammo shotgun like dom said shoots like a spaz 12 like it's it's fully automatic yeah it's crazy it was gr- how halo- quick that thing shoots halo infinite <laughs> no oh my oh. get out of here get <laughs> out of here no overall i think it was really well done yeah yep the I, sound was really good the enemy design was really good yeah everything I, was good i just wish i could hear it better yes i agree um there were a couple cabinets like for other games that were fully enclosed, it would have been cool if that was fully enclosed. Like yeah. it had doors on both sides. That'd be yeah. sick. Um, and I know they're kids, but it frustrated me. We were on the fifth mission and there were kids waiting to play yeah. and they started climbing on the backside. Oh, that our, is annoying. And yeah. one came up. I don't know if you, you were focused, but one came up like in the middle of the game, like in between you and Trevor, like standing there, like, Hey, can we get oh, this next? Yeah, I heard I heard Trevor, I think, talking to him. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know. Yeah, it's I annoying. Mean, I, get, I get they're younger kids, but. Right. Teacher Those kids. Those darn can, kids yeah. coming <laughs> in and screwing our video games. But still. No, I, I agree. That doesn't. It, I'm just saying that's another thing that contributed to like the not being able to hear. Yep. Took away from the experience a little bit. Not much, but. Yeah. Overall, the design of the cabinet's really fucking cool, too. The halo rings behind you that completely go over your head and whatnot. It was really cool. So if you haven't yet, I would definitely say it's worth playing through and checking out. If you have, I would say the best thing you can do is have a team of four. Like, know know who you're going to be playing with. Go in with a team of four. And yes, I'd say it's 100% worth it. Because then you know the skill level of the other people that you're going to be playing with. You can determine how much it's realistically going to cost you if you want to sit there and play the whole thing. Um, well, I, I would say that the estimates were about, about correct. It was about an hour long for the whole thing, all six missions. 
So it's it's not it's not a chore to sit through. It's really fun to play through. So go do it up. Am I ready to say the final piece? Do it up. All right. Uh, I just want to throw out again. We know we're a Halo centric esports podcast, but it doesn't mean we can't highlight other esports within the scene. Um, the international eight, the eighth international, the Dota two tournament took place over the weekend and well, the grand finals took place over the weekend and OG with their Cinderella story win in game five of a best of five grand finals to take home the biggest prize pool in all of esports history. Congratulations to them. I don't know much about Dota and I don't care if anybody else doesn't either. You need to watch this. If you're any at all interested in esports, it's absolutely incredible The the storyline that they went through is unbelievable it truly congratulations to OG. They they absolutely deserved that hard fought win. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to them. Will, it's time for some news. First and foremost, the mate we just spoke about Halo Fire Team Raven. Uh, and then also this is just standard news. We'll get into competitive news in a little bit. The making of Halo Fireteam Raven is officially out. It's a Vidoc provided by Halo. Go ahead and check it out. That, along with everything else we talk about, will be in the show notes. Next up, the Halo MCC Xbox One X enhancement trailer has been released. Check it out. Halo Silent Storm, the new novel that'll be coming out in September, there is an excerpt that is coming by none other than Master Chief himself, Steve Downs. Go ahead and give it a listen. It's something to behold. Forerunner Slayer is out now within Halo 5. That's right, it's Slayer, but with uh, Promethean weapons. So there's that. Or Forerunner weapons, whatever you want to fucking say. Halo Community Spotlight out right now. Check it out. Link will be provided. There's an official Halo Discord server that is out now as well. Shout out to the Halo Hub. But uh, there's now an official Halo Discord server. Join it up if you're interested. And please don't be an asshole in there. Be nice. All right, everybody be nice to one another. Next up, Halo the Master Chief Collection is officially coming to Game Pass on September 1st. And it's also going to include the brand new update that the insiders have been testing for quite some time. And last, but very certainly not least, for the regular news, that MCC update that those insiders have been testing for quite a while, it's out right now. That's right. You can download it, install it, play it, it's out right now, and I'm going to go through it, what was in that article. So this is taken directly from the Halo Waypoint article over at HaloWaypoint.com, of course we'll include it. Visual enhancements for Xbox One X including 4K and HDR. Improved matchmaking including dedicated servers for all, repeat, all playlists. Offline land support. Intelligent delivery system, in other words you choose what uh, parts of the game you want to install, whether it be multiplayer, campaign, mixture of the both, whatever. More language options, faster load times, an updated menu and UI. Here's the big one, okay? This is what I tweeted out about and people were a little bit salty, but other people were very excited. I'm very excited. The matchmaking playlists that are currently out right now with this update include Halo CE Team Doubles, Halo 2 Classic Team Arena, Halo 2 Anniversary Team Arena, Halo 3 Team Arena, and ladies and gentlemen, Halo 4 Team Arena. We did it. It is officially out. I'm stoked. And I cannot wait to play this after I get this episode published. 
Next up, matchmaking playlists, which will be included as the population grows. For social, Team Slayer, Halo 1 through Halo 4. Action Sack, which is crossplay like with multiple Halo games. Crossplay BTB, which includes Halo 1, Halo 2 Classic, Halo 2 Anniversary, and Halo 4. Halo CE Team Arena, Halo 3 BTB, Halo 3 FFA, and Halo 4 Team Arena. It's staying. And I'm happy. For the ranked playlist, we have Halo CE Team Doubles, Halo 2 Team Arena, Halo 2 Team Hardcore, Halo 2 Anniversary Team Arena, Halo 3 Team Doubles, Halo 3 Team Arena, and Halo 3 Team Hardcore. Now for ranked matchmaking. And I quote, With this patch, ranked matchmaking will now match players based on a plus or minus 10 rank threshold. So a level 10 player will match with or against players down to rank 1 or up to rank 20. Additionally, party matchmaking has been abled to help ensure a more fair playing field uh, by matching pre-made teams against pre-made teams. The 343 development team will be monitoring these systems closely, and as always, feedback is welcomed. Important note for returning players. Due to the extensive nature of this update and major changes to playlists, all prior playlist rankings have been reset. All Spartans will now, uh, will now start fresh, so party up and get to it. Community Feedback. There are official forums, there's the official Discord, there's the Halo Community Feedback Program, and there's also Trello. You can go ahead and check them all out if you want to leave feedback. The Public Test Realm. Well, actually, no. The MCC Insider Program. If you participated in the MCC Insider Program, there will be custom nameplates that will be coming soon. In other words, September. One for anybody that participated at all, and one for those who spent a lot more time than others. So... In the article, you can see what the both of them will look like. They look pretty cool. For the public test realm, and I quote, For now, the MCC Insider Program is going into uh, cryosleep, and the existing Insider game build will be decommissioned in early September. Feel free to delete the Insider build and reclaim some hard drive space. It's now at parity with the retail build, so there's no reason to hold on to it. Going forward, there will be additional updates that will require additional community testing via public flights. This will be administered somewhat differently. Anyone who is an existing MCC Insider and or owns a digital copy of MCC and or has an active Xbox Game Pass subscription will have access to the public test realm and will be able to play and provide feedback on future in-game updates. We will have more info to share in the coming weeks, but for now, we're wrapping up the current Insider program and encourage everyone to join us in the retail version of MCC. ODST. And I quote, As you may or may not know, the Halo 3 ODST campaign is available as a premium add-on for MCC. If you have ODST installed, it'll also benefit from the same Xbox One X visual enhancements and many of the improvements found across the core MCC offering. If you don't have ODST, it's available for purchase from the Xbox Marketplace for $5 US. It will not be included with Game Pass. Finally, looking ahead. This first update is a huge milestone that dramatically improves and enhances MCC, but the team isn't planning to stop. An oft-requested feature, a custom game browser, is on the agenda as are a variety of additional quality of life improvements and additional fixes, both uh, based on both current known issues and new issues that arise after this update is out in the wild. We'll be monitoring game data and feedback regularly, so please let us know what you think. And finally, and yes, when it comes to future features, the team is definitely aware that many, many players are very eager to see Halo Reach added. We don't have anything to announce or commit to right now, but it's on the long list of things the team is constantly evaluating and thinking about for possible future updates. I apologize that that was long-winded, but this is very big news, so I wanted to share as much as I could. Next up, competitive news. The HCS London 2018 qualified teams have officially been announced. 
Will, I know you hate when I fucking do this, but I'm just going to ask anyway. Are you currently on this segment of the news? Yep. Would I'm, you like I'm to there. read through them for me? Okay. So your HCS London 2018 qualified teams coming out of North America. It's Splice. Wait, what? We have Tox. Renegades. Reciprocity. Trifecta. And Accelerate Gaming. Kind of bizarre that we don't see Elevate in here. I'm a little surprised we don't see Elevate in this list. But that's just me. I thought they'd be I thought they'd be included in Accelerate, maybe not. But I guess Hitman yeah. technically must have placed higher than Elevate. I guess so. Yeah. Go on. All right. Out of EU, we have Lucid, Invictus, Radiant Esports, and Mocket. Out of the Australia, New Zealand region, we have Athletico. And out of the Latam region, we have Berserker Esports. Josh, would you like to continue? Yes. Um, now, these are the qualified teams. I'm thinking that all of them will go, but we're not 100% sure. But these are the ones that are qualified. So, there's that info. The HCS London pool draw, in other words, the teams that we've talked about, what pools they'll be in, is scheduled for September 4th. So uh, tune in for that. We'll include a link to the tweet, and there'll be a link to a stream. You can watch that. It's awesome stuff. The Microsoft Store 4v4 tournaments have been scheduled for September 9th, so if you're not already signed up with your squad, you should do so. There's a St. Boswell Halo 3 MLG Settings 2v2 tournament that has been announced for September 2nd. And finally, there's a K Mattify Halo 3 2v2 tournament announced for September 16th. Lots of tournaments that we'll be covering. Now for some Pro Battle League news. Roster lock is officially set for September 2nd. Therefore, if you have your roster ready to go, no worries, but make sure that you have everything ready to go by September 2nd. And finally, will this is the last news story. It's not really a news story, but it's something I want to hit on. I want your opinion on, and I like I want to like talk to people out there, okay? Sure. You and I were watching like the most recent Pro Battle League streams, right? Yep. Have you been paying attention to chat at all? I try not to because of the negativity that can sometimes come out of it. It's exactly what I'm about to talk about. Okay? Okay. So there are there's a quote unquote controversy going on right now in Pro Battle League because of some of the pros that have been able to compete. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I was reading the chat, and it was a lot of negativity towards it because some of the players on other rosters in the Pro Battle League, I'm not going to call anyone out, they feel that these pro players shouldn't be included at all. They shouldn't be eligible to play. Okay? Now, we know the rules for last season. It was anybody that was qualified for Worlds is not able to get in. Okay? That was clearly the factor there. Right? Rules appear to be a little bit more loose right now, not absolute concrete, okay? They're working on them, right? But the thing that really struck a chord with me was just how upset these players were that you have the likes of Nated, Den uh, Kratos, Suspector, um, Straight Sick, so on and so forth, playing in Pro Battle League, Right? So, part of me understands their frustrations, but 
and I know we try to spread positivity here, and that's the whole point, and that's what I'm trying to get at, but I'm genuinely pissed off that these players are bitching this hard about this. Because isn't the whole point, correct me if I'm wrong here, and listeners, by all means, correct me if I'm wrong here, isn't the whole point about competition to get better and prove you're better than them? Isn't that the whole point? Like, don't you want to be better than them? Yes, in a sense. Um, now, there are such things as skill gaps. Sure. Um, are these pro players just that much better that they shouldn't be playing? I mean, they could be saying they're playing down. You know, they're they're too good for this league. Okay. So that would that might be that's the argument is yeah. that they think these pro players that. are too good for this league. But yes, I mean, if you want to compete, you should be wanting to get better. For me, like, I guess I get frustrated. So I'm going to put this back into Halo 5 sense. By all means, go ahead. I'm I'm a plat player. Mm -hmm. When I get paired up against high diamonds and an onyx, I get pissed because I don't feel like I had a fair chance at the fight because I'm not prepared for that. Okay. I haven't had that time, that skill. So here's my question in regards to that. Yeah. That's based on population size. True. Okay. For this, we have set teams. Okay. Yeah. We have substitutions and whatnot. That's all fine and dandy, but we have teams. Therefore, you know what you're going up against, or at least you should have an idea of what you're going up against. Mm-hmm. Okay. I go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. I'm, I'm kind of curious where you're going. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I, I understand that this is a set league. I mean, the rules are that I was aware of were anyone who competed in or qualified for Worlds couldn't join Pro Battle League. So I think for this season, and I've seen it posted in the chat, is that if you didn't place top eight at the most recent LAN event, then you're okay too. I okay. Th- I think that's what the justification was right now at this very point in time. Okay. So therefore, I mean, team signing up, know those parameters. Hopefully. They should. Sure. Um, yeah, they, I mean, and if I could compete at that level, I would love to go up against Nated and these pros and try yeah. to prove myself to them. Yep. I think that would be awesome. I understand there's like, people might feel like they don't have a fair chance in that fight, but then that's where practice and getting better as a team come in. That's what I'm trying to get to. Okay. Maybe like you said, maybe that skill gap is too high. In which case, okay, I I guess I get it. Like if the skill gap is just far beyond reach, if we're talking about fucking high school football versus professional football, I get it. Okay. League of their own. But when you have people that haven't competed in a while in the pro scene, like Nated, for example, and you talked about practice and team scrims and whatever it may be. If you're competing for that amount of money or you're competing for that title of pro battle league champion or fuck any tournament champion, whatever it may be, wouldn't you want to be at 110% each game? Wouldn't you want to give it your all each game? I'm, I can't compete at that level, but I respect that. Hence why I don't play. Right. I play for, I play for fun and we talk about it, obviously, but I'm so conflicted because I feel like this bitching isn't getting anywhere when realistically you should be putting in more practice and trying harder. 
Like, if you're that upset over a couple people being either pros now or former pros, like you said, I'd be I'd be ecstatic to play against them. And if I get stomped by them, then it'd be, okay, I need to work harder at this. Yeah, and that's what, uh, yeah, that's what it comes down to is um, your team's got to know what they need to do to win. If you want to compete, that's what it's all about. Yep. Uh, and we'll just, I'm, I'm going to leave it there for me. I think I've said all I can. But. Sure. The other thing I'm going to put on, the, put a point on here is that every game ends, like any game can end differently. Any single game, any single play can dramatically change the events of an entire game. Okay. And yes, these pro players or former pros are on teams, but that's not to say that they've had a pro team of them consistently in the pro league, right? Therefore, uh, what the hell am I trying to say here? Um, plays can change. Like they might not work well together. You never know. It's all about capitalizing on what you have, working well together with your squad and proving that you're the better squad. That's the whole point. Like in my mind, if you're going to compete, you should try to compete at the highest level. So, like I said, I get where others are coming from if the skill gap is that large. But based off a couple of the matches that I saw last night, I don't think that skill gap was that large. I just think you need to learn when to rotate. You need to have map, uh, you need to have map control, so on and so forth. We've seen, and I know this comparison's kind of shitty, but we've seen so many scrims where it could be 10-5, where one team looks like they steamrolled over the other, but that's not the case at all. And the only differences were a couple kills going the way they should go to a different team, and objective games just going over to map control. Like, you could have a team completely steamrolling kills in an objective-based game, yet the other team wins because they have better objective control. So... For lack of a better thing, I just wish people would stop bitching and start practicing. Leave it all on the field. That's where I'm going to leave that one. I wanted to get a little ranty rant in there. It's been a while since I've had a rant. Should we label this Josh's rant in the uh, show notes? Yes. Yeah, put a timestamp on that. Josh's rant. Do it up. No, so if you're if you're listening to this episode, please, I, I apologize if I'm not getting the whole thing. This is just... I kept my judgment, I kept my things in reserve while I was watching last night, and things I saw in chat just really irked me, and I thought the whole point was to be about competition, was to prove that you're the better, and when I just saw all these complaints about how things aren't being done right, those people weren't providing a solution. They were just saying it wasn't, it's not being done right, and I, me, it's like, come on. You're competing for at least $25,000. Get your foot out of your ass and start playing the goddamn game. That's what I'm going to say. And if you don't think you can compete at that level, then get out. There, there are plenty of other people who think they should be able to step up. Prove your worth. That's honestly where I'm going to leave it. I'm sorry. We just went on the rant even further. Will, can you talk about some scrims, please? All right, let's get into some scrims after the ranty rant. 
<laughs> on Tuesday, August 21st, Tox went up against the Renegade. Series score was 8-7 to seven going to Tox. Another close one. Tox. Every single series that they... I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Every single series they go through is very, very close. Yes. So let's get into the, the stats. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Tox had one more kill. Renegade had 15 more assists. Good teamwork, guys. Tox had nine less deaths. Tox had eight more power kills. Renegades had 17 more precision kills and 14 more magnum kills. I totally misread. I meant to say every Tox reciprocity scrim has usually been close. Yeah, this is Renegades. Renegades My keeping it close. Renegades doing God's work. That goes to show you put the practice in. Maybe you can throne, dethrone a higher seated team. Anyway, moving on to Wednesday, August 22nd. Reciprocity went up against Accelerate Gaming. This series was 11-3 to Reciprocity. Satline showed that it was 11-3 to Reciprocity. <laughs> I love it. I love it. On Thursday, August 23rd, Renegades went up against Trifecta. Series score, 7-0 Renegades. Ooh. Sorry, guys. Ooh. Um, Invictus also took on Radiant Esports. Series score was 12-2 Invictus. Ooh. Tox went up against Reciprocity. Here we go. 9-6 Tox. Here are the stats. Tox had 12 more kills. Reciprocity had 10 more assists. Tox had thir sorry, 14 less deaths and 3 more power kills. Reciprocity had 10 more precision kills and 14 more magnum kills. So, I'm, I'm also reading into this a little bit more too. Yes. When you see that Reciprocity had 10 more precision and 14 more magnum kills. Yep. I think that means they didn't have good weapon control. Because there are more kills with the Magnum. I mean, yeah, I guess it has to be pretty close, though, because Tox only had three more power kills. Yep. Although we have seen kind of an era of wasting ammo come through. Yeah, very true. Because for, like, Frosty, for instance, right, on, yep. on now Tox, um, I've seen multiple instances where he will just drain shots because he knows that there's a person on the other team that can do work with the sniper. He doesn't want to give them the opportunity yep. to use it. Yeah, they'll leave like one or two shots for themselves. and It's a very smart play. Yeah. Very smart play. Anyway, moving on to Friday, August 24th. We had Accelerate Gaming take on Veggies. Series score was 10 to 5 Accelerate. Even though Accelerate won, Veggies had 7 more kills, 41 more assists, and 7 less deaths. Accelerate, though, had 26 more power kills, 13 more precision kills, and... Oh, wait, I read that wrong. Accelerate only had 26 more power kills. Veggies had 13 more precision and 36 more magnum kills. Looks like every game was very close, but it appears as though Accelerate was able to close out more than the Veggies. Exactly what I was talking about before. Literally what I was talking about before. I completely forgot this scrim was in here. So any series can be close. It just close it out. Exactly. That's, that's what it is. Put in that practice. Close out games. All right. Next, we had Tox versus Elevate. Series score was 14 to 1 Tox. Ooh. Sorry, Elevate. On uh, Monday, August 27th, Invictus went up against Mocket. Series score was 10 to 5 Invictus. And that does it for scrims for the week. Now we, maybe now we know why uh, Elevate didn't make it into qualified teams. They, they haven't been showing up. <laughs> I mean, they show up against Trifecta. <laughs> yeah, that, like, holy a, shit. yeah, that rivalry, man. Exactly. Um, let's get into some tournament recaps, shall we? First and foremost, the Nade Straight Sunday Showdown Halo 5 2v2 took place over the weekend. First place going to Sunny LG, consisting of SLG and Fragger, some well-known names. Second place going to Connection, consisting of Shabby Dagger and Shadyzer. Again, a couple well-known names. Congratulations to you guys. Bracket and VOD will be included in the show notes. Next up, 
The Beachland 7 Halo CE 2v2 tournament took place as well. We finally have the results. First place going to Joe Dick. I, Jesus. I don't know um, who's on each of these teams. I wasn't able to find out, so I apologize. But for those who were on these teams, you know who you are. Congratulations. Uh, second place went to Goats. And third place went to Word Boy. Bracket and VODs will be included in the show notes. Next up. Will, what I'm going to do is uh, I'll take the Pro Battle League ones if you want to take the 2Ks. Is that good? Sounds good. All right. First and foremost, the Pro Battle League Season 3 Week 1 results. We have some more for you. So first and foremost, the Toronto Sabres went up against the St. Louis Sentinels and the Chicago United went up against the Columbus Origin. We don't have that stuff yet. I hope to get it next week, so I'll have it to you next week. The Nashville Outlaws went up against the Kansas City Lightning. Game 1, Slayer on the Rig, 50-32 Nashville. Game 2, CTF on Truth, 3-0 Nashville. And Game 3, Strongholds on Empire, 100-17 going to Nashville. Nashville looking very strong, taking the series 3-0. Coming out hot. On fire! Vod will be included in the show notes. The Austin Royals went up against the Dallas Stampede. Game one was Slayer on the Rig again. 50-46 Dallas. Very close game. Game two was Capture the Flag on Truth. 2-1 going to Dallas. Again, very close game. Game three, Strongholds on Empire. 100-36 going to Austin. And game four was Oddball on Eden. 150-139. Another close game, this time going to Dallas with a series score of 3-1 to Dallas. I'm just going to say this. VODs for every series will be included in the show notes. Check them out. The Orlando Force went up against the New York Titans. Game 1, Slayer on the Rig, 50-39, New York. Game 2, Capture the Flag on Truth, 3-1, Orlando. Game 3, Strongholds on Empire, 100-55, going to New York. And Game 4, Oddball on Eden, 150-80, going to New York. Series score, 3-1, New York. The San Jose Edge went up against the Anaheim Pirates. Slayer on the Rig, 50-44 Anaheim. Close game. Game 2, CTF on Truth, 2-1 Anaheim. Another close game. Game 3, Strongholds on Empire, 100-16 San Jose. Not close at all. Game 4, Oddball on Eden after two resets is what it appeared. 150-121 going to Anaheim. Series score, 3-1 Anaheim. The Philadelphia Forge went up against the Orlando Force. Game 1, Slayer on the Rig, 50-32, Philly. Game 2, CTF on Truth, 3-1, Philly. Game 3, Strongholds on Empire, 196. Very close game. Going to Orlando. Game 4, Oddball on Eden. Again, after two resets. My god, do we have two resets? Jesus. Uh, 150-124 to going to Orlando. We have a Game 5 on our hands. Game 5, Slayer on Coliseum, 46-45. to 45. The winner is Philadelphia. Philly takes the series 3-2. to two. Very close games in there. One kill at the end. Yep. Wow. Must have had to come down to time, obviously. Yeah. That's crazy. I imagine both teams are playing back pretty well, like trying to play that defense, not wanting to give up that kill. That's awesome. The Denver Rangers went up against the Dallas Stampede. Game 1, Slayer on the Rig, 50-45 Denver. Pretty close. Game 2 is Capture the Flag on Truth, 3-1 going to Denver. Not close. Game 3, Strongholds on Empire, 100-82. Pretty close. 
Going to Denver. Series score. 3-0. Denver. Going back to your rant there. Yes. Denver does have three of those pro players. They do. That people were talking about. And look how close those games were. They were. So. Now, while it was 3-0 going to Denver, like Will said, the games were pretty close. Yep. Anyone can take it. A few plays at the end could have changed dramatically what the the scoreline was. Exactly. Uh, The Dallas Stampede going up against the Houston Vipers. This is the last week one match. Game one, Slayer on the Rig, 50-38 going to Dallas. Game two, CTF on Truth, 3-0, Dallas. And game three, Strongholds on Empire, 100-17 going to Dallas. Series score, 3-0, Dallas. Dallas stepping back, well, stepping back up after their Denver series. Showing that they can still hang, getting that 3-0. Good for them. All right, next up, the Pro Battle League Season 3 Week 2 results. The DMV Knights went up against the Philadelphia Forge. Game 1 was Capture the Flag on Coliseum. 3-1 DMV. Game 2, Slayer on Plaza, 50-32 DMV. And Game 3, Strongholds on the Rig, 100-45 DMV. Series score, 3-0 DMV. The Denver Rangers went up against the Nashville Outlaws. Game 1, Capture the Flag and Coliseum, 3-0 Denver. Very nice. Game 2, Slayer on Plaza, 50-48. Very close game going to Nashville. Game 3, Strongholds on the Rig, 100-37 going to Denver. And Game 4 was Capture the Flag on Truth, 3-0 going to Denver. Series score, 3-1 Denver. The one that I was most excited about, Turns out I shouldn't have been. Minnesota Predators going up against, going up against the Toronto Sabres. Game 1, Capture the Flag on Coliseum, 3-1, Toronto. Game 2, Slayer on Plaza, 50-40, pretty close, going to Toronto. And Game 3, Strongholds on the Rig, the heartbreak, 100-99, to going to Toronto. Toronto sweeps it, 3-0. Congratulations to them. I mean, yeah, we want to root for the homeboys here from Minnesota, but... And girls. And girls, yeah. Yes. Yes. However, I mean, t- Toronto did 3-0 them, but 50-40, to 100-99, very close still. Yes. And even a 3-1 capture the flag game, that could be, I mean, that c- still could be close. I mean, a 3-0 yep. capture the flag game could be c- very close still. There were some very good plays on both teams. Yeah. Like, I, I watched up until the end of that series. So this last series, I wasn't able to catch, but we still have the, we still have the information for you. So the last series of week two... Alberta, well, up to this point, Alberta Bears going up against the Anaheim Pirates. Game 1, CTF on Coliseum, 3-0 Anaheim. Game 2, Slayer on Plaza, 50-19 Anaheim. And Game 3, Strongholds on the Rig, 100-3 Anaheim. Uh, That looks dominant. That was very dominant. Anaheim winning 3-0 in that. Will, that's going to do it for the Pro Battle League. You want to let us know about some 2Ks? All right. Coming out of the Latam region. First place went to Mini Magics. They took home $350 and 2,000 pro points. Second place went to CLE Sports, 150 bucks, 1,200 pro points. Third and fourth went to New Team and Double X, 800 pro points. And fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth were Tactical V2, Nexus New Roster, Express, and Assassins of God, 600 pro points to them. All brackets will be included in the show notes. Out of Australia, New Zealand, we had Athletico take first place, 500 bucks, 2,000 pro points. Second place went to Centerlink Gaming, 250 bucks, 1,200 pro points. In third and fourth, we have TS Dub and Yes Daddy taking home those 800 pro points. 
And in fifth and sixth, we have Esso, Eto, Osprey Gaming, and Colt Mofoka. 600 pro points to them. Out of the EU region, first place went to Psy Halo 5, which was, in fact, Lucid Gaming. $750 to them, 2,000 pro points. Second place went to SSSQ, $250, bucks, 1200 pro points. And third and fourth was Mocket and Radiant, 800 pro points went to them. And in fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, we have Neil the Doctor, Invalid Esports, We Vicious, and Skitlight, all taking home 600 pro points. Out of North America, first place went to Reciprocity, $1,500 and 2,000 pro points. Second place went to Tox, $500 and 1,200 pro points. Third and fourth was Renegades and Accelerate, taking home that 800 pro points. And in fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth, we have Trifecta, Elevate, Straight Ripping, and Mentality, 600 pro points. That's what we got. Congratulations to all those that competed. Will, it's about that time. Our topic, right? Our main topic of the show. We we asked you guys on the tweeters, along with other outlets as well, including our Discord, which you should definitely join. It'll be included when Will talks about it later. Shameless plug. Shameless plug within our own fucking show. Yep. <laughs> um, why are organizations leaving Halo? Well... We compiled everybody's Will's eyes just fucking opened so There's wide. So much. Will, what did I say at the beginning of this episode? It's going to be a long one, so buckle up. We haven't had a really long episode in a while. Kind of feels good. Gotta like, you know, just oh stretch it out. Just ooh, feels so good. Okay. Let's get into this results, shall we? So here's what our community had to say. Sanders stated, I think Halo Esports could be big if it was played on PC. Viewership should be a lot higher. I think Halo 5 is very fun to watch, and the money is also not too bad. Not enough events, though, online and offline. Look at COD, for example. It's way more interesting, and nobody knows what's happening next year. In regards to Halo, that is. TS Loco Elefante states, I wish it was like the Halo 2 and 3 days. But ever since Reach, the franchise has been going downhill. With 343 not outwardly seeming to be uh, all in with their commitment to the community and past balancing issues, I can't see why any org would want to take the risk slash part in an unknown. Alejandro Pena states, Sadly, Halo doesn't have the reach, pun not intended, it had before. Orgs are there because of advertising money. Nightfox states, Major orgs. The payout and amount of good teams are hard to break into because of buyouts. Plus, viewership is pretty low compared to the other big esports. Minor orgs. They're mostly orgs by name and therefore don't have a lot of money backing them in the first place. Also to note, some orgs that leave were fraudulent orgs. Good to know. T-Lock states, It just baffles me. Halo had the second biggest payout of money last year for console esports, only behind Call of Duty. Halo was now third behind Call of Duty and FIFA. Using this tweet for the info, we'll include the tweet in the show notes. It also doesn't help that there's no regular season and barely anything mentioning tournament updates and or roster announcements from each org on the HCS Twitter. It's like they reluctantly tweet out stuff that they get called out. I know Tashi's heart is in it, but I can't, uh, I can't, same for the other organizers. Seems like every other weekend there's a COD tourney. Takes two months for consecutive Halo tourneys. Very good points across the board. But that's why you come to us for roster updates. Ba-dum! <laughs> Shameless plug number two! 
Scud Puddle states, My opinion, I really don't pay attention to the orgs. Players are constantly changing, and it's hard to have loyalty to an org if you're watching from the fringe. I like players, and they just happen to be playing for the same org most of the time. Look at Tox, for example. People loved them when they were CLG. When Optic took them over, people didn't stop cheering for them because they had loyalty to CLG. And people like the old Optic roster didn't stop cheering for the LOL. LOL was the roster before. Yeah, you get it. Uh, who eventually became straight. Then again, when Optic left Halo, fans didn't stop liking the roster. It's hard to have a loyalty where whenever things aren't regionalized. I like what the PBL is doing with that. But, but unfortunately, it's for a game that's going on three years with little innovation from the developer. Very good point. Brian, a.k.a. Brian Makes Games. He told me to call him Brian, but I'm just going to fucking use his username anyway. So shout out to you, Brian. There you go. Um, I'd be curious to know if Gears of War and Call of Duty see the same situation happening with orgs in their spheres. It'd be cool if we could reach out to a representative from the Gears community, maybe a caster, for comment on this. Also, if someone from an org would comment too. Instead of speculation, though the discussion is great, we could maybe get some actual answers. It's a great idea, Brian. And you know what? You actually did that for us. So, again, shout out to Brian, aka Brian Makes Games, because I'm going to use your username anyway, even though you don't want me to. Um, he actually reached out to Maze, which is the CEO of Noble Esports, and he was able to have a conversation with Maze in regards to this topic that we're discussing today. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the entire conversation word for word that Brian was able to provide to us so that way nothing's left out of context. Sound good, Will? Yep. All right, let's get into it. And I quote, Maze is the CEO of Noble Esports. They currently sponsor teams and players in Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG, H1Z1, Forza, Madden, Injustice 2, Smash Wii U, and more. They also sponsor a Twitch stream team. Their Halo Esports page is included in the show notes. Also, shout out to Halo Esportspedia. Guys are great. Maze states, Our owner started Noble with the Halo team, so he was always connected to the scene. But as an org, there are a bunch of scenes that aren't marketable or valuable business-wise. Halo is a thing of the past to most sponsors and investors' eyes, so they rarely explore new options. Viewership was at a critical state for the new game, and it was due to the optic effect. That's meaning once Optic Gaming was out of the tourney, then viewers dropped dramatically. Brian states, So despite Halo 5 having a $1.4 million in prize money across 16 tournaments for only 82 players in 2018, the second highest prize pool for console esports only behind FIFA with $1.7 million and nearly three times the players, there's not enough viewership to justify things for an org? Maze says, Yeah, and another reason is that the player base is not ideal to work with. Demanding large salaries without a good uh, ROI... They have comparatively minimal streaming metrics, social media impressions, etc. Halo adapted the COD mentality, unfortunately. Expect the world, but don't look at it as a business opportunity through both sides. It's been gimme-gimme instead of something that makes sense for the player and the org. Brian states, Meaning that Halo and players expect too much of the orgs without helping? What's an example of a game and company that does this well? Maze states, Halo players want salary without giving back a return of prize winnings, but they don't create co content. YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, etc., and barely support sponsors of brands. Also, fucking roster changes. LOL. We can attest to that. Brian states, Yeah, roster changes seems like a nightmare from a business perspective. And Maze finally states, We almost went back into Halo eight months ago, but we're like, it doesn't make sense for us to. My opinion on how to make that scene better, less events will bring higher viewership and minimize roster changes. 
For example, Madden this year has only four offline open events and the rest are online ladders to qualify for play online. Same prize money as Halo with minimal risk for orgs plus NFL exposure for brand sponsors orgs. Nowadays, it's about metrics more than placements. That's how sponsors gauge their interests. Winning is great, but only one team wins. That's it. That's the whole conversation. So, Brian, thank you very much for reaching out to Maze over at Noble Esports. Maze, thank you very much for providing your comments as well. We greatly appreciate it. Hopefully our listeners do as well. It's not easy to talk about these types of things. Um, so please know that we, Will and I, greatly appreciate you guys having this conversation and providing the information to us. Will, what are your thoughts? Um, I can agree with most of what May said here. Yep. And there's not a lot of Halo streamers. Nope. Um, and they don't pull in that... Okay. To bounce off your point there... They don't have that many viewers respectively to like, I'm not talking about in comparison to Fortnite and shit like Mm -hmm. that, but relatively speaking, they don't pull in that high of viewership on Twitch, right? And even when like the ones that are streaming, besides like Action Man and whatnot, they're not, oh, I'm going to make a lot of enemies here. They're not that entertaining, they don't enter. It's it, a lot of times. It's because they're not. Not that they're. I would say they could be more entertaining, but they're f- so focused on playing the game. Sure. That on Twitch, you kind of need to be interacting with chat. Right. Making things more fun. Right. Um, especially in today's scene with Fortnite being the big thing, it's all about kind of getting that, hyped up. Getting hyped up. That fun attitude. But when you're being, when you're a pro and you're streaming Halo scrims and whatnot. It's about you communicating with your team and you're focused on the game so much that you can't entertain on Twitch. Right. So here's the point that I'm trying to get at, right? When you are streaming scrims and whatnot in tournaments, I completely understand. You need to be fully focused. That's, that's not a problem at all. I'm, I'm watching to watch the tournament, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not watching to be engaged by the streamer. I'm talking about what Maze was talking about with social media presence and other content creation, right? A lot of these streamers... A lot of these pro Halo players that are streaming, I'm not talking about the other community creators. They're making great content and they're fun to watch on Twitch and other social media. I'm talking about pros specifically. If they're just playing another, if they're just playing matchmaking or whatnot, they're just not entertaining. Like they, they play well because they're a professional player and I respect that. That's awesome. They're just not entertaining. That's what it is for me. Is it that they, I mean, this is a speculation and is it cause they just, they, they fall back on their skill to be the entertainment when the, uh, realistically on Twitch, you need more than skill nowadays to be successful. I guess it just depends. And, I, and at the same time, I'm not every demographic when it comes to viewership. True. Right. I look for somebody who's a little bit more entertaining in that space. I do love watching high competitive play as everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But I also look for that responsiveness from the streamer themselves. Right. They don't need to respond to me in chat. I don't give a shit because I don't chat. I just look for them responding at all in chat. I look for them having those like big, big plays and them kind of not freaking out in a sense, not ninja levels, but just like giving a little bit more emotion, you know? 
Yeah. But that's that again, that's just me. There very well could be people out there that just enjoy watching the gameplay, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm just talking about from my perspective. Sure. Um Yeah. I can understand where it comes to it's a it's a business thing. It's, it's absolutely. It's straight up business. It's not that they don't want to support Halo. It's not that they um you know, they think Halo is dying. It's just that Halo doesn't provide the amount of content as other games are. Yep. Another thing that Maze hit on was uh, the fact that players feel entitled, right? Mm-hmm. A- as Maze stated, it's like, gimme, gimme, right? I 100% agree with this statement due to a tweet that Mickwin put out, okay? I, I'm pretty damn sure it was Mickwin that put this out. But there was there was a conversation that was started on Twitter some time ago where these players were expecting to get um, like hotel accommodations, flights, so on and so forth. Whether they be an open team or not, they were expecting this to happen, right? And I think it was Mickwin that came back with, back when I was competing, and I'm speaking on behalf of Mickwin here, back when I was competing, it was, I drove, I found, I found a way to get the money I drove to the event, I competed, I worked my ass off for it, right? That's, it's the way it used to be. And frankly, it's the way it should still be now, unless you are a high caliber player who is known to place high. Because if you're not going to place high, why the fuck would an organization care? So, it, yeah, it's all business. Don't be fucking entitled. Don't do that. You're not some special snowflake. You have to earn your way up the ranks. That's how the pros get to where they are. That's how they continue to be where they are. That's why they don't drop off. Because they keep playing day in, day out. It is why I will always respect, while I don't care that much for talks, like just as a team, maybe it's just because they've won so much. I have no dis- like disrespect towards any of the players or anything like that. It's just, I... 100% respect their work ethic. They practice day in, day out. They take it very seriously. And that that's the way it fucking should be. Is absolutely the way it should be. That's what I got. So why are orgs leaving Halo? Business. That's why. So that means... So we could see, so let's let's flip this, when Halo Infinite comes out. Yes. Oh, I, I bet there will be a huge resurgence. There'll be a resurgence of orgs. Yes. Or renaissance, I guess you could say. Sure. People coming back. Um, Hell, it might even happen if somebody asked us on Twitter, because, do you see what Summit tweeted? No, I did not. Summit tweeted, Summit1G, for those who don't know, um, streamer extraordinaire, he's great, tweeted out that... He believes that a Halo PC title would do incredibly well, right? That bring community back, it'd be great. I retweeted it stating, I wholeheartedly believe, and I still believe, that MCC will come to PC, and it will be announced at E3 2019, and because they have to do it before Infinite comes out. I think they need to do it as a test to make sure everything works out before Infinite comes out on PC. Because I don't think Infinite comes out until 2020, 2021 at the earliest. Honest to God. Somebody replied back, um, asking what what we think would happen in regards to the competitive scene. 
do we think it goes back or do they think they stick with Halo 5? And I, honest to God, believe they go back. Now that that MCC's update's out, right? It's coming to Games Pass, whatever. The pros, are, the pros have it no matter what. But I, honest to God, believe they go either back to H2A or they go to Halo 3 for the next season or next two, depending upon when Infinite comes out. Honest to God, believe it. In which case, those orgs might come back. You don't think so? No. Please no. explain. Please explain. I, I don't know if this is just from my perspective, just me being me, but if Halo goes back to competitive like Halo 2 or Halo 3, yes. I'm almost out of the scene at that point because I know nothing and I don't want to watch that slow gameplay. It's too slow for me. I don't enjoy it. For the record, you'd still... You'd I'd still watch it for the show. I'd still watch it for the competition. Right, right. I wouldn't I enjoy it saying. as much as five because, like I said, it's just too it's it's too slow for me. Sure. At this point in time, going back to that, I I don't. It's 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 not a good marketing move to me if you're trying to expand Halo. Show, going back to a different game. It's all about progression all about instead progr- of regression. Yes, mm-hmm. I understand. But uh, uh, that's rough for me. See, I see exactly where you're coming from. And I am all about progression, right? I I don't care about regression. We, we're supposed to move forward. That's the whole point. But there's a big caveat here, okay? I think, honestly, if it's Halo 3 next season, not H2A, if it's Halo 3 next season, I do believe the orgs come back because the pros are obviously want it maybe not the newer ones i'm i'm totally interested to hear what like a shotzi renegade any of these newcomers would think about this because you know they're going to compete no matter what and they're still incredibly talented players no doubt about it and we know that they've played them they've played the older halos we know i'm curious to hear what they'd have to we should reach out I'm curious to hear what they'd have to say if it went back to Halo 3. Do you think they have the same confidence level? Do you think all these older people that have retired come back? Do we think that their skill level is the same as it used to be? Good topic for another episode. Actually, a great topic for another episode. There you go. Yeah, it's a good idea. Getting a little bit off topic. I, I apologize. We're, yeah, we're off. We're kind of, we've moved into a new topic we at have. this point. We have. I'm sorry. But I mean, it's still kind of in the realm of orgs, whether or not they come back. I asked you if you think they would for this. Yeah. Um. You might see the, the older orgs kind of just come back because they were part of that era. Sure. But yeah, for me, going back is just not the right move. Because then... It, if Halo 6 comes out, or sorry, Halo Infinite comes out, basically, this and it's thing. not set up for competitive, it doesn't work. It bet it has to be though. I know we're I know we're speaking in hypotheticals. It, I know. Yeah, but it has to be. And you, you're stuck on what Halo 3 and Halo 2A. How old are those games? Fucking old. Yeah, and I think it's just. I know. I honestly don't think it's a good move. Okay. You would play into the hardcore Halo fans. But True. to resurge mm-hmm. and bring in new people, that's not going to happen. It's You're already on the downslope, technically. I mean, if you look at it, yeah, going back to what you had before isn't going to fix what's already broken. 
That's what I'm going to say. I think we totally found next week's episode topic. 100% we did. I think this could be a really good discussion because you coming in with this kind with this new mentality, right? Of only playing Halo 5 extensively, right? Because I have no tie to the older games. Right. I do. So therefore, I see it happening. You don't see it happening. We have our reasonings. I want to hear from the listeners. What do you guys think? And we'll, we'll put the tweet out, obviously, tomorrow. Well, when this posts. What do you think for the next HCS season or two? Because I don't think Infinite comes out for 2020, 2021 at the earliest. Do you think we go back to Halo 2 Anniversary or Halo 3? Or do we stick with Halo 5 and the current competitive settings? Let us know, and we'll obviously discuss next week. But, why are orgs leaving? Business. That's why. From the sounds of it, from Maze, the main thing is marketability. Yes. To, so, the the Halo scene isn't marketable enough. Yep. I think there is, there is something there, but it's not enough. I, I agree. I agree. And kudos to those that are on that grind, and are streaming, and are trying to have that better community presence. We see it. Yeah. I see it every day. And you guys are doing great work. So. Just be a little bit more entertaining. That's what we ask. <laughs> for me. For me. Yeah. And I, like I, I said, there are other people out there that watch them and probably are entertained. And that's okay. fine. And uh, so to get more off topic here. Sure. The Twitch scene. Yes. It used to be all you had to do to get a good viewership on Twitch was be really good at a game. Yes. But if Very you true. look at Shroud, at Summit, those who started like that, they're all just variety entertainment streamers now. That's not just being good as a game at a game isn't what it takes anymore. You need more than that. So when an org is looking at you streaming and just playing your game, and yes, you may be excellent at it. You may be the best around. But if you don't have a presence on Twitch to be able to market the sponsors that are giving that org money to give you. Yep. That way that so it, it all comes back. If, it, if the sponsors aren't there for the org, the org can't pay you as a player. So that's why they're not coming in. Cause they can't afford to be there to pay you because you're not going to be able to get sales out of their sponsors. Yep. It's the reason why sponsors pick who they want to deal with. Exactly. I mean, not deal with who they want to partner with. That was a really bad choice of words. Yeah. My apologies. I mean, they could be dealing with some. No, <laughs> they're doing the dealings. Yes, that's what we'll say. Um, I mean, it, it is technically a deal. It's a mutual beneficial transaction. It's a business. It's a business deal. It's a business, deal. Yeah, it's yeah. A business agreement. Um, yeah, because Ninja, for example, right? Mm -hmm. He just got sponsored with Red Bull. It's huge. The another uh, gamer who partnered with Red Bull was Dave Walshy Walsh. Do you realize how many years ago that was? That was, I think, during the Halo 2 days. Halo 2 or Halo 3 for sure. He got sponsored by Red Bull. He still is, but that's just... They, that goes to show you who they want to be in business with, right? And Ninja, currently the top streamer in the world, um, not just in Fortnite, I'm talking about in general on Twitch, um... Pulls in massive numbers. He's a very positive outlook on the community as well, um, regardless of the controversies surrounding the, you know. Um, we're not here to get into that. But 
Red Bull knows who they want to be in business with. Sponsors know who they want to be in business with. Those who have a positive outlook, those who bring in lots of numbers, because that's kind of the whole damn point. And the kind of the point I'm trying to hit is that he is very good at the game that he plays. Okay. He realizes what he has. He realizes where he's at. He runs with it. Okay. His chat runs at a million miles a minute. Okay. So I obviously understand that he can't really keep up with it. But when he does hit it like a sick play or whatever, he gets excited. He gets up out of his chair. He shows that emotion. Right. And when he does like pon pon dance and whatever it may be, he's interacting with the community. He goes, he does charitable events. He does the whole nine yards. He's doing what needs to be done. Okay. So in regards to organizations in Halo, they need to have, these players need to have a bigger presence, not just on Twitch. Right. In a bunch of other aspects. Whether it be fucking Instagram followers, who cares? Whether it be charitable events that you go to and you help out at, it's donations that you make. So on, who you work with, so on and so forth. It's all about PR. To get yourself out there to be recognized. Yep. In a good light, too. Yep. In a good light. In a good light. Yeah. I think that's it. I think we've had enough of the topic section. (laughs) We've gone into a few topics. We have. I'm excited for next week's, though. I think that's going to be a really good discussion on what people want. I mean, I expect it to be skewed towards Halo 3. Oh, me too. I know I'm an outlier here. But, But the thing is, while I'm expecting the results to be skewed... I'm excited to hear people's opinions, people's opinions about why Halo 5 should stay. That's what I'm intrigued about. That's what I want to hear people who enjoy watching Halo 5, myself included. I like watching Halo 5. I want to hear what those who strictly want that to stay, I want to hear their opinions. Well, I want to hear everybody's, but you're I'm, interested. I'm intrigued by theirs. You're interested because you come yes. from the other side. Exactly. Exactly. We'll see what happens, though. We're going to leave it up to them. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Will. Yeah. I have a couple shout outs. First and foremost, we talked about it earlier in the show. I just want to hit on it one more time. Shout out to everyone who works with the Pro Battle League. You guys dealt with some shit last night and probably earlier as well. You guys are handling it in spades. Keep doing what you're doing. Haters going to hate. I'm going to leave it at that. You guys are doing well. Keep it up. And also, we're excited for the official rulebook, because apparently that is coming. And we can, nice. we can talk about it in full. And finally, we've, we've talked about some negative things on today's show. And I just want to say, shout out to everybody out there who remains in a positive light. Right? Shout out to you guys who promote positivity within the space. Are just kind in general. And if you are going through a hard time, you know... Just talk to somebody. It's simple. Our DMs are open. Our Discord server is a place where you can talk if you'd like to. Just shoot us a message if you're having kind of a down day. And see what we can do. I'll try my best. I'm a bit socially awkward, but I can try. It's okay. It's what a private conversation is for. Sure. Yeah. We're here for you guys. We don't want anybody, like, being angry or anything like that. Video games, we understand. You can have a bad match. Things can get heated. I get it. But if you just need somebody to talk to, we're here. So shout out to everybody remaining positive. That's the whole point. Will. Mm-hmm. 
We got some community creations. We do. Would you like to talk about them real quick? Uh, sure. Go for it. It's all you. So it looks like we have a Halo 2 soundtrack from Marty O'Donnell on YouTube. Josh, do you want to talk about this? Because I have no idea what it is. Do you remember the uh, Mjolnir remix? So the Halo 2 theme with the with the electric guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a behind-the-scenes video of that being, like, played. Like, recorded in the studio. Nice. It's insane. <laughs> Check it out. All right. As always, Meme Monday on Reddit, we're going to shout that out every week because either we don't have something to say or... It's an easy one, yeah. you know. Let's throw it in there. And then we have vetoed stream highlights video number five on YouTube. It's really funny. Go check it out. Do it up. Bonus Destiny 2 clip at the end, too. Oh. He's playing some Destiny 2? Yeah, he is. He's not bad at it, either. Well. Yep. We've reached the end of our long-ass episode. It's a long one. It is. But there's one last thing that we need you to do. And that is plug the show. You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HCS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Join our Discord. Join the community conversation over there. It's great. We introduced... So, there's a bot in the Discord. (laughs) Did you see that shit blowing up? Oh, my God. So, we have a bot. I put it in there. Just because, you know, the internet, people can be just mean, right? I don't want any of that, right? So it's there as like a precaution. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. A couple people asked, hey, what are the commands for this bot? And I'm like, ah, shit. So we have a channel for the bot commands. There's dad jokes, which I hate. Awesome. (laughs) There's regular jokes. There's cute pictures of cats and dogs, among other things. Check it out. It's 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 cool. It's there. All right. If you'd like to join our Xbox Club for future community playdates, search for HCS Pro Talk. We were supposed to kind of have one last weekend, but it didn't work. We just didn't weren't able to plan it in time. Right. We'll get one going soon. We also have our Spartan Company, HCS Pro Talk. You can find us on all of your favorite social media sites. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. All HCS Pro Talk. Indeed. Is that it, Will? That's all I got, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 35 of HCS Pro Talk. We want to thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And we'll be back next week for another hot topic debate. And uh, among other things... Probably Halo related. I'm going to play the absolute shit out of that MCC update. Specifically, Halo 4. I have a favor to ask of you. Oh, a favor? Oh. If I play along with you. Yes. Will you teach me the maps while I'm playing rather than us kind of just doing our own things? I can do my best, yeah. Because I, I, that's what kind of I don't want to get into with it just because like i get in there and i have no idea what's like what's the play here like how do i move around this map like i just have no idea and i get destroyed because people do know people have been playing this game forever right no i will gladly i'll do my best i like i don't know how well i how good i am at doing that 
but I will try my absolute best for you. I just need, I need a guide. That's well, all. Well, I can be your hero, baby. Oh, you went there. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. We'll see you next week for more Halo news. And uh, hopefully we'll see if Will plays some of that FCC update. But until then, bye bye